Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us again today. And today, we're going to be listening to some music that I call Texas Swing. Uh, it came to be known as Western Swing, although that term wasn't used until the 1940s, and the music we're going to hear was recorded in the 1930s, all in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, at least in terms of where the band was located. And the band I'm speaking of was Bill Boyd and his Cowboy Ramblers. And we've heard a few tracks uh, from that band in past podcasts because they featured some very fine musicians, but we're going to dedicate a whole show to them uh, and some of their jazz tunes. Now, as you might guess from their uh, name, the Cowboy Ramblers, they tended to feature some Western-style music and cowboy music and so forth, and initially uh, that was their focus until well, their second recording session or so, uh, third one actually, where they finally realized that uh, they needed to do some more popular material as well. So Bill Boyd was a guitar player and a very fine band leader. He sang a bit as well. And he uh, had a band that was on several different radio stations in Dallas in the early 1930s up through the early 1940s. Uh, He went to Hollywood at that point and did a few films and then came back and led bands in the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, until he passed away, I think, in the late 1970s. Uh, He and his brothers, there were two musical brothers and some other family members as well, were born in the early part of the 20th century in Texas, actually in farm country in Texas, and uh, they escaped the cotton fields, as they said, by uh, learning instruments. They, uh, Bill and his uh, younger brother Jim actually ordered guitars from, I think, the Sears Roebuck catalog and learned how to play them and started uh, playing in dance band things in their area before they uh, ended up in Dallas in the late 1920s. And both of them had advanced to a degree where they could play with other groups and lead their own groups as well. And the burgeoning radio industry at the time put them to work. Uh, Dallas and Fort Worth especially had a very lively radio uh, life with a whole uh, little uh, orbit of of musicians who considered themselves jazz players who were uh, staff musicians on the radio stations and who would fill in at different times with different musical programs. They'd back acts that were sometimes country, sometimes more jazz, even sometimes classical acts. And eventually they started... Uh, recording in various combinations and uh, playing in dance bands as well. The best-known band from this period, uh, of course, was Milton Brown and his Brownies, and they were the band to beat at the time. They uh, really set the style of the string band uh, playing jazz and and blues numbers, and Bill Boyd, as I said, started out playing mainly cowboy material and folk material and things, but the example of the Milton Brown band by 1935 was so pervasive that uh, Boyd started coming over to the idea of playing some more jazz and blues tunes as well. Many of Bill Boyd's musicians uh, played for other groups uh, in addition to that band. They played for Roy Newman and uh, his band, and we've done a podcast on them in the past. Uh, they also, uh, or Bill Boyd, I should say, also used other musicians, the musical Mountaineers from uh, Houston. He used on one recording date, he used uh, the Light Crust Doughboys, who were another famous band from the area. Uh, but uh, all of it sounded like the Bill Boyd band, which is ironic because it really only existed in the studio and in the radio studio. It very seldom 
seldom played outside gigs, I believe. Uh, in that sense, it was kind of analogous in jazz to a group like the Lionel Hampton-led uh, groups or the Red Allen-led groups from the 1930s, who, uh, or Teddy Wilson, for that matter, who would uh, set up recording sessions and just grab whoever was in the area at the time uh, with ever any touring band and, and make some first-class jazz recordings. And Bill Boyd did a certain amount of that as well. And as I said, most of these musicians considered themselves first and foremost jazz musicians. They were offended if you called them hillbillies or um, even country musicians or so forth. And this was their take on jazz in the 1930s. Much of it was probably a, we would consider to be a little bit retro uh, back to the 1920s in terms of repertoire and rhythmic feel and so forth, but very good playing nonetheless. So we're going to start out with a tune called Boyd's Blues, which was actually uh, a retitling of Artie Matthews' tune Weary Blues, which was a Dixieland standard even by August 12, 1935, when Bill Boyd and his Cowboy Ramblers recorded it. They did most of their recordings for Victor, actually being released on the Bluebird label at the time. Uh, in this particular version of the group, we have Bill Boyd on guitar, his brother Jim Boyd playing guitar and mainly on bass on these recordings. He was a good bass player, but he was a very, very good guitar player, and we've heard him play on some of the light crust doughboy sides and things like that. We have Art Davis playing violin and mandolin as well, although I don't think he plays mandolin on this particular side. He later went to Hollywood and became something of a cowboy actor. Fred McCord plays guitar and bass. Rankin Mulder plays banjo. Sonny Roden on piano. And uh, lots of different vocalists in this group. So that's Boyd's Blues from August 12th of 1935. Then we're going to go to a tune that's really kind of redolent of the 20s. It was composed by Cliff Friend. And it's called Wahoo. If you're a fan of Garrison Keillor and the uh, Prairie Home Companion, this is a tune that he's recorded and played many times. This was from February 24th of 1936. This particular recording and the one before it were recorded in San Antonio. The Bluebird uh, and Victor recording studios would travel to San Antonio and musicians from all over Texas would gather. So that will be uh, Wahoo. Then we're going to follow it with a tune that there was called they called River Blues, which is actually River Stay Away From My Door. Many of these tunes were retitled, I think probably because they didn't want to pay copyright on them. Then we're going to hear another tune with a slightly different title. I need one sweet letter from you was, I want, or rather, one sweet letter from you. And that's from the same session. I'm going to finish up that uh, little subset that we have here with an October 27th, 1936 recording of Fan It, which is one that uh, was popular with these Texas swing bands. Bob Wills recorded it. Uh, so did Milton Brown. So on the first uh, handful of recordings uh, after uh, Boyd's Blues from February, we're going to hear Bill Boyd on guitar, Jesse Ashlock on fiddle and vocals occasionally. He's actually going to sing um, River Blues, and he became he was the first violinist with Milton Brown's band, and he later was a key member of Bob Will's group. Jim Boyd plays bass, and he will sing on uh, Wahoo, and also, actually I should mention Jesse Ashlock will also do One Sweet Letter From You. Jack Hinton is on piano. He was a very good jazz piano player in the area. Walker Kirkey's on banjo. He was a key member of Roy Newman's group. Lefty Perkins on steel guitar. He had replaced Bob Dunn, who was the, the primary steel guitar player at the time. He uh, was about to replace him with the Milton Brown Band. And uh, various other vocals as we go through there. Then for that last tune, Fanet, on October 27th of 1936, similar group. We're going to have two fiddles. We're going to have Cecil Brower, who had been with Milton Brown, and J.R. Chatwell, who was with the musical Mountaineers. And then we're going to hear, I believe, Mars Deason uh, or Lefty Groves on guitar, Curly Perrin on guitar, 
Rip Ramsey on bass, Johnny Thames on banjo, J.C. Way on steel guitar, and Smokey Wood on piano. Smokey Wood and J.C. Way and Johnny Thames were all part of the musical Mountaineers. We did a podcast on Smokey Wood a while back. He was an outstanding uh, pianist uh, in the jazz tradition, Fats Waller tradition. He played very respectable stride piano and boogie-woogie as well. He was also quite a character. And so that will be uh, the one tune featuring uh, him in this set. And we'll have a few more coming up. Some of those might have been on our earlier podcast as well. So that's our set coming up with uh, Bill Boyd and his Cowboy Ramblers, various musicians doing Boyd's Blues, a.k.a. the Weary Blues, Wahoo, River Blues, a.k.a. Ready for the River, uh, I Need One Sweet Letter From You, One Sweet Letter From You, and ending up with Fan It. Prairie flower growing wilder every hour. Oh, give me a moon, prairie moon, 
Give me a gal what's true and let me wahoo, wahoo, wahoo. Oh, I never could sing a high-class thing, good music I never knew, but I can wahoo, wahoo, wahoo. I never could dance, cause when I dance, I ruin the lady's shoe, but I can wahoo, wahoo, wahoo. It's just a gift from the prairie. Shout it when a bad man jig Very good for calling pigs Never could speak word of Greek Never could poop a do But I can walk Wahoo, wahoo Wildcat gets so wild, he didn't know what to do. He couldn't wahoo, wahoo, wahoo. Oh, why did the Zulu warrior lose the Battle of Timbuktu? He couldn't wahoo, wahoo, wahoo. The world has wahooed for ages. Some like to wahoo soft and low, others like to let it go. Why did the old chief sit and book? Sit around feeling good. Uh, couldn't wahoo, Oh, Hollywood's queens who grace the screens acquired the habit too. They wanna wahoo, Oh, this is no con. They learned it on the horses. Their contracts do. Oh, how they wahoo, Give me those wide open spaces. I wanna be there with those frails. Wanna ride those hills and dales? Oh, lay me to rest out in the west, but make it a May West view and let me wahoo, wahoo. wahoo. Hey, wahoo. Oops, dear, come out and see me. Oh, what did Miss Cleopatra say to Anthony when they met? She hollered, wahoo, wahoo, wahoo. Oh, what did the roaming Romeo yell to Miss Juliet? He hollered, wahoo, wahoo, wahoo. It started way back in Eden. He was a cause and it's no fib. She wahooed Adam for a rib. What did Miss Pocahontas yell the minute she saw John Smith? She hollered, wahoo, wahoo, Walking till my straw hat blows. I'm ready for that river. 
that silvery river, that river that leads down to the sea. The sea, that river that leads down to the sea. You don't care for me, dearie. 
That's some pretty boisterous music with some good jazz soloists as well. Jim Boyd was a fine bass player, and uh, we had a variety of other players in there as well that we heard. So we started out with Boyd's Blues, a.k.a. Uh, the Weary Blues, featuring Jim Boyd on bass, uh, Bill Boyd on guitar, Art Davis playing fiddle on that one, Fred McCord on guitar, Rankin Mulder on banjo, 
Sonny Roden on piano, and those were done, or that was done on August 12th of 1935. Then we jumped up to Wahoo, and uh, that, and the next two tunes were done uh, a little bit later, February 24th of 1936, and featured Jesse Ashlock on fiddle, and also singing on the uh, third tune, River Blues, Ready for the River, and also One Sweet Letter from You. He had a good kind of a jazzy delivery and was a a pretty good jazz violinist as well. And then with Jim Boyd on bass, Jack Henson playing some fine piano on those, Walker Kirkies on banjo, Lefty Perkins on steel guitar, where there was one, and um, uh, of course uh, Bill Boyd on uh, guitar and vocals, and he did most of the singing on Wahoo. He also was responsible for most of the singing on Fan It, which was, uh, as I said, a kind of a standard in the repertoire of these groups, uh, Bob Wills and Milton Brown, among others, did that. Uh, it came from, I think, uh, a, Franz, a Frankie Half Pint Jackson recording from about 1930 or so. And these bands really mined those African American um, recording sessions in the hokum or early uh, party blues tradition, I guess you'd have to say, rec- records that were made about 1929 through 1932 or 33. Many of these uh, Texas swing bands uh, actually copied those records quite extensively. They also were very fond of. Billy Banks and Cab Calloway and so forth. And then the next iteration of this type of music, which came in the late 30s, uh, looked more towards the big bands, especially uh, Benny Goodman's and Bob Crosby's band as well. So now we're going to go on and do a few more things. We're going to hear a tune called Dragon It Around. And this goes, uh, this is from that same session, October 27th, 1936, which features those musical mountaineers, which included Johnny Thames on banjo, J.C. Way on steel guitar, especially Smokey Wood on piano, who really was a fine player, uh, J.R. Chatwell on fiddle, as well as Cecil Brower. The two of them played the two violin parts. Uh, Lefty Grove, or Morris Deason, was on guitar, and Curly Perrin played guitar. And sang a bit as well. So Dragging It Around also comes from that marathon session, which had about 15 tunes released. Then we're going to go uh, to a tune that uh, was associated with, of all people, Nat Ganella, the British trumpet player. Uh, you Shall Be Free, Mona, or in his version, Mona, You Shall Be Free. And that features another Bill Boyd vocal with a uh, band vocal in the back. Then an interesting uh, version and a very jazzy version of Guess Who's in Town, the uh, tune, I think it was J.C. Johnson who uh, uh, wrote that, and it was Ethel Waters who had the first hit recording of it, and that will feature a vocal uh, by uh, Curly Perrin, William Curly Perrin on guitar, but singing in this one. Following that, we're going to jump up to the next session, March the 1st of 1937, and a really excellent uh, version of the tune What's the Use, composed by Isham Jones, and this uh, will feature a slightly different band. Again, Bill Boyd and his Cowboy Ramblers with Bill Boyd on guitar, Jim Boyd on bass, uh, Cecil Brower and J.R. Chatwell again on violins. Uh, Butch Gibson was added. He was a young fellow who played clarinet and alto saxophone, and some good clarinet playing on here. Apparently he had just graduated high school, and he became a key member of several groups uh, coming up in this tradition. Jack Hinson on piano, Walker Kirkies on banjo, and Curly Perrin on vocal. So after that, we're going to finish up. We're going to jump up a little bit and then return for the last set. Uh, This is a tune that was recorded by Nappy Lamar with the Bob Crosby Band and with Clark Randall and also done by Putney Dandridge. And it's called Here Comes Your Pappy with the Wrong Kind of Load. And that was done on October 30th of 1938 uh, with a 
Again, slightly different group with the Boyds again. Uh, John Boyd, the younger brother, played steel guitar. He actually died right after this recording session. He was killed in a motorcycle accident. He had made one recording date under his own name and was a very good singer as well as a player. Zeke Campbell uh, plays electric guitar. Ramon Darman plays um, uh, bass, I believe. Carol Hubbard is on violin. Marvin Smokey Montgomery on banjo, Naki Parker on piano, and Kenneth Pitts also on violin. So all of those last-mentioned non-Boyd players were members of the Light Crust Doughboys, and we'll be hearing from them a little bit uh, in the next set as well. So this is our set coming up with Bill Boyd. We have Dragging It Around, Mona, You Shall Be Free, Guess Who's in Town, What's the Use, and Here Comes Your Pappy with the Wrong Kind of Load.
My gal walking down the street. Oh, Mona. She was nice and she was neat. Oh, Mona. She stooped over the tire shoe. Oh, Mona. The wind blew up Fifth Avenue. Oh, Mona. I'm on a, you shall be free. Hey, yeah. I'm on a, you shall be free. Hey, With the good Lord set you free. House on my knees. Oh, Mona. Thought I heard old Bruno sneeze. Oh, Mona. Only a rooster sing his prayers. Oh, Mona. Try to make love to the hens upstairs. Oh, Mona. I'm on a, you shall be free. Hello. I'm on a, you shall be free. Hello. When the good Lord set you free. Last night, oh Mona, it was dark and I had no light. Oh Mona, her bulldog met me at the gate. Oh Mona, he jumped on me with all of his weight. Oh Mona, my Mona, you shall be free. My Mona, you shall be free. When the good Lord sets you free. I was going down the road, oh, Mona, with a hungry team and a heavy load, oh, Mona, I cracked my whip and the lead horse sprung, oh, Mona, the back horse broke the wagon tongue, oh, Mona, my Mona, you shall be free, my Mona, you shall be free, when the good Lord set you free. But that gal of mine Oh, guess who's around And gets all my attention Nobody but that gal of mine Now when she goes by We guys cry out for classes Who can deny She really does know her molasses Oh, me, oh, mine 
Who shows the world what class is Nobody but that gal of mine But that gal of mine Oh, guess who's in town And fills my life with honey Nobody but that gal of mine Oh, listen to this We've got a date at seven Oh, what a kiss I'll keep it busy until eleven Speaking of bliss Who has the key to heaven Nobody but that gal of mine
way to saw your pappy at the store. Full of Apple Jack and rolling on the floor. I don't want to gossip because I'm here to stay. Your pappy's gonna be home late. You send him down to the corner store. Buy some groceries that you're craving for. You just can't trust him down that road. And here comes your pappy with the wrong kind of load. Lord, kill him. What are you gonna do? Lord, kill him. Ain't it time to lose? Taters die and corn ain't hold. And here comes your pappy with the wrong kind of load. some of the lyrics that I don't think Putney Dandridge did in there. Uh, Again, that was Bill Boyd and his Cowboy Ramblers, and that particular tune came from the October 30th, 1938 session featuring Bill Boyd on guitar and vocal, Jim Boyd on bass, John Boyd on steel guitar, and numerous members of the uh, Light Crust Doughboys, Zeke Campbell on electric guitar, who was really a trendsetter on that instrument, Uh, Ramon Darman probably uh, on guitar or bass, Carol Hubbard and Kenneth Pitts on violins, Smokey Montgomery on banjo, and Naki Parker, an outstanding piano player. We'll hear more from him in just a minute. So we started that set out with a tune called Dragon It Around, and uh, that was done in October of 1936 uh, and featured the earlier band with the Musical Mountaineers with uh, Smokey Wood on piano, J.C. Way on steel guitar, Jared Chatwell on violin, uh, Johnny Thames on banjo, and along with Curly Perrin on guitar and singing, which we'll hear in a minute, uh, and uh, Mars Deason or Lefty Groves on guitar as well. 
So after dragging it around, we heard Mona, You Shall Be Free, which was had a Bill Boyd vocal. That was a good sort of pseudo-gospel number, as I said, more associated with the British trumpeter Nat Ganella. Then that tune that was um, uh, J.C. Johnson's tune uh, that Ethel Waters had the hit with, Guess Who's in Town, here done with a vocal by Curly Parent. And then, uh, What's the Use, uh, featuring a slightly different band with the Boyds, along with Cecil Brower and J.R. Chatwell on violins. Butch Gibson played clarinet on that one. Jack Hinson did some excellent piano work. Walker Kirkey's on banjo, Curly Perrin on guitar, and had a good four-beat feel. Much of this music was done with a two-beat feel. It was kind of what the dancers wanted in Texas and Oklahoma in the 1930s, even though uh, the trend nationally had gone to more four-beat patterns. So we're going to play one more set of Bill Boyd and his Cowboy Ramblers doing some interesting jazz tunes. This one is called Jungle Town, which is actually the old tune down in Jungle Town. And this was done on September 12th of 1937 and introduces the members of the Light Crust Doughboys. We have Bill Boyd uh, leading, as ever, on guitar and vocal. Uh, Jim Boyd on bass. Jim Boyd actually played guitar with a slightly later version of the Light Crust Doughboys. Zeke Campbell, as I said, playing some outstanding electric guitar. This was, bearing in mind, a couple of years before Charlie Christian made the national scene, and Zeke Campbell was uh, doing things uh, that were, if not comparable, then at least in the same conversation. Carol Hubbard uh, and Kenneth Pitts again play violins. Marvin Smokey Montgomery on banjo. He was actually called Junior Montgomery at this point, and we'll hear some very good banjo solos. Thurman Neal, possibly, if there's a third fiddler in there. Naki Parker, great jazz and uh, western swing piano player here. Lefty Perkins on steel guitar and Curly Parent again on guitar and vocals. And that is Down in Jungle Town. And the vocal in this case was by Jim Boyd. Then we're going to go to uh, Boyd's Tin Roof Blues, the tune by the New Orleans Rhythm Kings. This was done on April 9th of 1938. Again, lots of light crust doughboys in here. Basically the same band with the addition of Butch Gibson on clarinet. Uh, so we'll hear a little, little bit of horn playing in there as well. Following that, we have the tune that was credited as Home in Indiana, which is indeed back home again in Indiana, the tune from 1917, actually 1916, which was the first recording made by a jazz band, by the original Dixieland Jazz Band in 1917. That'll feature a vocal again by Jim Boyd. Then we're going to have a, a tune that's kind of a curiosity. It's just called Jig, so you'd think it would be a, a, a kind of a string tune or, or a dance tune or something like that. At, at the time, Jig was a, a negative term for an African-American, but I don't think that's what this refers to. I think this refers to the early string band connotations, but it is, in fact, a very fast jazz tune that uh, uh, has quite a lot to do with the Joe Venuti recordings of about six or seven years before that. Uh, Carol Hubbard, we're told, the violin player, was a big Joe Venuti fan, and I believe it is Hubbard who is featured on this. Then we're going to feature the piano player, Naki Parker, on the last tune. And this comes from the session that gave us Here Comes Your Pappy. Uh, this was called the Mill Blues, but it was, in fact, the Gin Mill Blues, the Joe Sullivan tune that was recorded uh, uh, by the Bob Crosby band a little bit before this. And uh, with the Light Crest Doughboys and with Bill Boyd, uh, Naki Parker recorded a number of the Joe Sullivan and uh, Bob Crosby uh, numbers, not just piano numbers, but jazz tunes as well. South Rampart, Street Parade, uh, Honky Tonk Train Blues, things like that. He was a big fan of that. So that's our set to bring us uh, up to the end of our Bill Boyd Cowboy Ramblers jazz program. Jungle Town, a.k.a. Down in Jungle Town, Boyd's Tin Roof Blues, Back Home Again in Indiana, Jig, and the Mill Blues, a.k.a. the Gin Mill Blues.
again back in Indiana. That's the place I long to be. All gleaming candlelight, still shining bright through the sycamores for me. The new mown hay with all its fragrance and the fields where I used to roam. When I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash, then I think of my Indiana home.
Here we have Bill Boyd and his Cowboy Ramblers doing some very interesting jazz-influenced performances of uh, music that we would think of as country music, although in the 1930s it really wasn't. It was just a sort of a jazz with a southern accent, I suppose. We started out with Down in Jungle Town, uh, which uh, featured the duo vocals of the Boyd brothers in that case, uh, Bill and Jim. Followed that up by Boyd's Tin Roof Blues, which had some good solos all around. Again, most of these were done with the Light Crust Doughboys uh, taking part. And on Indiana, we had actually a steel guitar solo, which I believe was by John Boyd in that case, uh, as well as uh, some good playing around uh, the corners for everybody else. I believe it was um, Carol Hubbard who did the... Uh, violin on that, as he did on the next tune, as I mentioned, Jig, which sounds as if it were uh, a take on a Giovanuti piece from about six or seven years earlier. We also heard an outstanding banjo solo by Marvin Montgomery on that tune as well. And then we finished up with Naki Parker doing his tribute to Joe Sullivan on the Gin Mill Blues, and those were uh, arrangements that were done for the or by the Lock Cresto Boys for their various broadcasts that they apparently allowed Bill Boyd to record. Usually it was either Montgomery or Kenneth Pitts who did those arrangements, and Kenneth Pitts was a classically trained violinist who had, was a good reader. He wasn't so much of a jazz player, but he uh, knew how to do arranging, and he was a very important member of that group as well. Hope you enjoyed this uh, program, a little off the beaten track, but uh, some good sounds coming out of Texas in the middle 1930s, from about 1936 to 1938 or so. The Boyd Band continued into the 40s and then picked up again after World War II, but by then it was more of a, a cowboy western type of band. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and we are here together uh, on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your finer podcasts and hope you're enjoying these programs. If you'd like to be a member of the family, please contribute. Help us uh, to continue these shows. Having a very good time doing them, but if you'd like to be a member of the family, we'd love to have you. So uh, if you are so inclined, do it. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, check out my social media. My band name is Wolverine Jazz Band, the WolverineJazzBand.net, actually WolverineJazzBand.net, or Wolverine Jazz Band on Facebook and Instagram. Get a hold of me if you'd like to make a suggestion for a future program. I always love to hear those as well. So thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side. <laughs>